IDC Radio. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, your home for the hottest movie topics of the week. I'm Gaul. And I'm Alan. Last episode, we talked about the Oscars for hopefully the final time, as well as we covered some exciting Marvel news about their upcoming movies. We went back in time with the 80s with Top Gun, and we talked about the new animated movie that just hit Netflix, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. That's right, Gal, and we had a great time, and hopefully this episode is going to be even better. Uh, this week, we're covering some lighter movie news in the first segment. We're, we're actually starting to call it The Traits. We're really excited about that. As well as we're reviewing the movie yesterday from 2019, because it was just added to Netflix Israel, and everyone is watching it right now. Keeping with the theme of romantic movies, we have a special guest here today to take a trip back to the 90s with us. That's right, Alan. We're going to be talking with our guest, Arbel, about 10 Things I Hate About You. So in, uh, in this segment that we're now calling The Trades, we're going to talk about the hottest movie news, the hottest TV news, and we're going to re- review trailers for you guys as well. So, Alan, uh, I'm very excited about our headliner. Yes, so the first trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, was released this week. Chaos soon comes. What did you think about it, Gal? Okay, I was not really a fan of Venom 1. I thought it was very disappointing. And I don't know, this trailer didn't really sell me yet. I was excited to watch this trailer, see what was going to happen. And I don't know, it seems very a bit too similar to the tone of the last movie, which I didn't really like. I agree with you. The first Venom is not a movie that I per- am particularly fond of. You, you guys by now probably know, and you definitely know, how how fond I am of the superhero genre, like in general. But like the first one was a bit too 90s, too silly for me to get behind, which is weird because like I love Tom Hardy and I love the director of the first one, uh, Ruben Fleischer. Like he, dir- he directed Zombieland, which is one of my favorite zombie movies of all time. So um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing, the first one to me. And the second trailer, like the, the this first trailer for the second one, looks straight up like the first one but with woody harrison which is good but like not great at least woody doesn't have that like clown wig from the post credit scene of the last movie oh, yeah that would have been bad well yeah i agree it looks like the same tonally as the first movie and it has that same goofy humor that i thought they really missed the mark with the chocolate delivery hasn't arrived yet no we had a deal What's going to happen? You're going to stop protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen. No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? Nothing. I don't know. I just was never that excited for Venom 2. I hope maybe the actual movie can prove us wrong. But yeah, we'll see. At least the design of Carnage looks cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when they review Carnage in the trailer, it, it does look really cool. I'm just pulling a number here for you right now. I want to see your... Your genuine reaction. 
the first banner pulled in $856 million. Quite a lot. They definitely made up for that like 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, it was okay. Uh, but it's it's Tom Hardy. I was expecting so much more from this movie. So like, hopefully hopefully they'll prove me wrong. But like, doesn't look like it from the first trailer for the second one. For our next big headline, Ryan Johnson is stacking the cast of Knives Out Two, with Janelle Monae, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, and Catherine Hahn all joining the cast. Ryan Johnson is returning to direct, produce, and write the sequel, the sequel as well as uh, Daniel Craig is also returning as Benoit Blanc and also as a full-time producer. Both of them are making $100 million each. I heard Netflix had their biggest purchase ever. They bought Knives Out 2 and 3 for $450 million. Yeah, not, not a cheap movie. <laughs> what did you, where did Flynn stars the first one? The first one I think is really good, first of all. All-star cast, and it seems like he's trying to rival that again. You know something. Spill it. I suspect foul play. And I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> yeah, it's just original and clever. And at first I was like, why do we need a sequel? But after hearing this cast news... I'm starting to get really interested. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I really, really like the first one. It was a really fun, like, murder mystery, like, type thing with an incredible cast, especially Chris Evans. God, I love that man. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, oh eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. He was so good as Ransom. He was so, so good. And the cast was so good in the first one. Uh, and also I thought, like, why why would you need a sequel for that movie? But if you only take Daniel Craig's detective and put it in a different situation with, like, a different all-star cast, I'm, now you have my attention. So, yeah, thank you, Ryan Johnson. You have my attention once more. It's a twisted web. We are not finished untangling it. Not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? <laughs> also, what do you think about this cast? Who, who are you more, most excited to, to, to see in Knives Out 2 here? Good question. I would say my favorite of the bunch is Edward Norton. But because we've only seen a bit of her and she's been really promising, I'm going to say Janelle Monet. Really, re- really interesting choices. I'm, I would also go maybe with Edward Norton. Uh, I really want to see him playing around the the Ryan Johnson like dialogues and and, uh, and scenes. But I'm very interested in what Catherine Hahn can do. She's she's riding the the Wonder Vision wave right now, and everyone loves her. There's gonna be so many memes. She literally has a song around her that parodies like "Bad Guy Reveals," and this movie is based on those classic Who Done It movies. Exactly. But casting-wise, I still don't think they found their Chris Evans in this one. Not yet. There's only four people, and Knives Out had like 15 famous people. Exactly. So, which is why I'm I'm not worried about it at all. But they still haven't found for me like that one essential casting, which was Chris Evans in the first movie. Okay.
Okay, for our third and final story of the day, we have a bit of a doozy. Remember how we said we're not talking about awards anymore? Well, guess again. Because uh, we're talking about the HFPA and the Golden Globes. From Variety, NBC will not air the Golden Globes this year as industry boycotts HFPA controversies. What do you think about that? It's pretty crazy. It seems like from an industry perspective that they had it a long time coming with Scarlett Johansson and Mark Ruffalo and Tom Cruise now uh, protesting against their lack of diversity and allegedly racist and sexist tendencies. And now NBC is just saying we will not air this until you guys actually commit to change because it seems like they've been saying that a lot and the entire ceremony of the Golden Globes, they were being called out for not having any black members, but it seems like they're still kind of not doing enough. Yeah, they released like their plans and it, it just plain wasn't enough. It really caught on fire when Scarlett Johansson came out and said she hadn't been on the receiving end of sexist questions and remarks by certain HFPA members that bordered on sexual harassment. So like that's really, really bad. Another thing that made the headlines around this is Tom Cruise won three Golden Globes in his career for Magnolia, born on the 4th of July, and Jerry Maguire, and he gave back all three of his Golden Globes in the mail. Yeah, that's crazy. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to start doing the same thing. If you if you have one at home, it might be a weird like point of like conversation if somebody walks into your home and be like, oh, why didn't you return that? So, Do you think they still might just like online say who their nominees and winners are for the year? They did that apparently like 15 years ago when there was a Writers Guild strike in Hollywood. Maybe maybe they would do that. Um, and I don't think a lot of people are going to pay attention to it. Um, what I'm more interested in is like, now we have a vacant spot on the awards trail. Like we have a spot that's perfect, in my opinion, for the Oscars to come in and come in way earlier and get back the viewership that they have been missing. If they use the... My patent idea from last week of like getting like all these famous like old Oscar hosts, I feel like they can really get something going here. Because once you get to the Oscars, you basically know a lot of people that are going to win is not that exciting. So I think they, they could use this opportunity to come back. The ideal next Oscars should be January 2022, directed by Alan. Exactly. Uh, I'm available uh, if I somehow can get out of Israel. <laughs> You guys can count on me. I'll be there for you. For today's Total Recall segment, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We have a special guest, Arbel, here to talk with us about a movie that is one of her favorites of all time. Hi, Hi everybody. Hi. Hi, Gal. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me. Hi. It's so good to have you here. Uh, tell tell us more about the movie you came to talk about. With- okay, so... I have a top four favorite movies, okay? They're in no specific order. They're in no rank. But 10 Things I Hate About You, Love, Rosie, Mamma Mia, and Perks of Being a Wallflower. Those are my top four. And 10 Things I Hate About You is just a classic. And if you haven't seen it, you're probably uncultured. I I agree with that, actually. (laughs) Uh, And first of all, mad respect for not having an order. You're telling me they're all in first place. They're all first place. That's wonderful. So 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, I just rewatched it 
like yesterday to get ready for this episode. And I got to say, it really holds up. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's so good. Timeless. Heath Ledger is so great in this movie. And so is Julia Stiles. They're just, they just carry the movie because in the beginning, they're the least likable. And then by the end, they're the most likable people. And you're really rooting for them. Yeah, I think it's, I definitely think it says something for today's, like, you don't like anyone anymore, right? You always root, everyone always wants to root for, like, the good guys. You would probably be, you would probably be rooting for her sister because she's so innocent or probably the the fancy people, the people that look the best. But then just, like, Romeo and Juliet, I guess. Yeah, like, I, I, this is something I really like about this movie, like, because you really don't like them at all in the beginning. Uh, like he's kind of a dick and like uh, so like it's so fun that by the end of the movie you like are in love with this character so. I think I think I always liked her I think I relate to her because she just gives like a like zero shits attitude she doesn't care <laughs> about anyone or anything or anyone's opinions about her but then him I mean he I, okay first of all he smokes right and he stopped right but he smoked that was like also like a like a no for me and he was he was just an asshole yeah he really was <laughs> and uh, uh yeah she was definitely more like down to her sort of like relatable than him like he was like just this asshole guy she's just very honest like no filter on cat no which i p- appreciate actually of course <laughs> of course and i love how her teacher sees through her oh that teacher but okay that teacher he's also a little bit of an asshole Right, like he he supports her, and he sees through her, like you said. But then again, he like picks on her. Yeah, which not great behavior from a teacher, and also her dad. I really hate her. I dad. I was gonna say <laughs> her dad. Her dad, just like watching it again, he is so mean, and so I don't get bad. He's I don't so get... funny. I love him. Like, okay, I wouldn't want him as my dad. Okay, because like those girls cannot do anything. But oh my goodness. What an addition to the movie. Yeah, as a ca- character, he's so funny, but he's such a dick. I don't get why. Like, why does Bianca respect his rules so much? Why doesn't she just go ahead? She's like laying the rules down to Joseph Gordon Levitt about what needs to happen for them to date. Like, no, just date. But that was also the thing. She didn't really like Joseph Gordon Levitt. She liked the other guy. And uh, I, I forget his name, but he like. Joey? Looked- Joey, yeah, 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 Joey. But he looks like a Paolo, so I'm just going to keep calling him Paolo. So she likes him. She wants to be with him because he has, like, the nice car. He's wealthy. He's a model, right? And she doesn't want to be with her tutor. So I guess it's just, like, an excuse. She uses her dad as an excuse. But also, what you said, you need to respect your parents, right? It's nice that, like, when did this movie come out? Like... 1999. 1999, like back then, like she's respected her dad, which is not a bad thing. Fair enough. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is a very common way from 90s parents to educate their children. <laughs> By saying. making them wear what wear the vest of what it's like to be pregnant. No, they they, they he's more of a caricature version of a 90s parent, <laughs> but like like the concept is there. We're going now. All right, wait a minute. No drinking, no drugs, no kissing, no tattoos, no piercings, no ritual animal slaughters of any kind. Oh, God, I'm giving them ideas. What is your favorite scene from the entire movie? Is that even, like, a real question? Because obviously it's when he sings to her. I mean, 
Yeah, for sure. Like I was telling Gal like before uh before we started recording, like this movie has my favorite scene in a romantic comedy like period. One hundred percent. And it's that one. That's it's the one that you just said. One hundred percent. And if you don't know what scene I'm talking about, it's the one where Keith Ledger walks up on the stadium and sings to her, and he's just like, "That's how he asks her out on her on a date." I think when I popped in this movie to rewatch it this week, I was most excited to rewatch that scene. Oh, yeah. What about the the poetry scene? The poetry scene. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> I remember myself in like in high school. Like there was a time where I had to audition for something, and I'm like, okay, I need to pick a monologue. What monologue should I do? And boom, obviously it's the the ten things I hate about you. That's funny because in high school we had drama, and someone else used that monologue for our final oh yeah it's like i hate the way you brush your hair or the way you make me talk (laughs) i'm I'm definitely butchering it i hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair i hate the way you drive my car i hate it when you stare i hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind i hate you so much it makes me sick it even makes me rhyme it's very like an on-the-nose way to convey how she's feeling, but it's so well-acted and just sweet. Yeah, can we just talk about how good <laughs> Julia Stiles is in this movie? Like, that less, like in the, in the end of the movie, like she gets so emotional, and it's just so honest. Like, she's so good in this I movie. I think that this is actually her best movie. Like, I haven't seen a lot of her other stuff, but I remember her being in, like, The Prince and I or something like that. She hasn't been around in that much. She was in all the Jason Bourne movies. Yeah, yeah. She was in Hustlers with J-Lo and that's all I've seen with her. That's right. No, no, this is like her. This is her movie. Yeah, she's great in it. And also also Heath Ledger. Like, um, he's not his best performance. Everyone knows what his best performance (laughs) is. He won an Oscar for it. But... He's really good in this movie, especially like how, how young he is. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really fun to watch. Both yeah. of them. One more thing I wanted to add is David Cromwell's character in this movie, who is Michael, the best friend. He just does not talk like a teenager. Sometimes he talks like a straight up adult, and he's oh, so nerdy. So okay, nerdy, <laughs> yes. Mature, yes. But does it add a lot to the movie? Definitely. The fact that he ends up with. Cat's best friend. And they love Shakespeare. It's they hilarious. Love Shakespeare. I love it. Shakespeare. If we're talking about another great scene, I think we have to mention the paintball scene. Oh, it's so good. So it's brief, so but good. very good. It's it's just like I want to go on a date like that and do that. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't see places like that anymore. Now you see like virtual reality like crazy stuff. You don't go and play paintball anymore yeah this movie has really good ideas for what to do on dates yes yes there's that they're boating boat what they go like paddle boating oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cute and uh you know you can always sing to the girl you like in a stadium full of people that'll definitely get her attention or you can also try to get her a restraining order but 
fun. Or get her out of detention. <laughs> Remember when she like flashed the detention teacher to get him out of detention? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's... that's what a romantic gesture. That's romantic right there. <laughs> All right, well, I think that wraps up our segment here, but I had so much fun talking to Arbel and Alan about 10 Things I Hate About You. Thank you for joining us, Arbel. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For our next segment, we're going to be reviewing a movie that just recently hit Netflix, and that movie is called Yesterday. It's going to be the greatest album of all time. I've got two men who claim that the songs are theirs. Let's see how this plays out, shall we? Please make some noise for Mr. Jack Mallet. I'm very excited to be talking about this movie with Alan. Let's hear your thoughts on it. First of all, I enjoyed the movie like overall. Like it was like an okay movie experience. It wasn't anything mind-blowing. But it is kind of disappointing because of what I said before. Like this cast is so good. Like I love Lily James. Himesh Patel is really good. We have um, Ken McKinnon here. Ken McKinnon is really funny. I enjoy her in a lot of things. But especially because of the creative team team behind this movie. Like, Danny Boyle has directed some of my favorite movies. Like, I love Slumdog Millionaire. I love Steve Jobs. And the writer, Richard Curtis, has written my favorite romantic comedy of all time which is about time. So I that's why I'm like kind of disappointed in like what I saw. What are what are your opinions on this movie, Gal? Bit of background. I saw this movie when it came out in theaters. Actually, I was here in Israel and my last birthday when the world was open, 2019, I went to this movie in theaters with my grandma on my birthday. And I actually really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's like top tier Danny Boyle. I don't think it's as good as like other movies that Richard Curtis wrote, like About Time or Notting Hill or Four Weddings and a Funeral. But I think it's such a wholesome film with such a lovely concept that it was good enough for for the time being. And it was memorable enough. Like I would definitely recommend it now that it's on Netflix. And it's a good use of two hours, even if it's not... Steve Jobs or Slumdog Millionaire. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, if you're like in the house and you, you, have, you have Netflix, just pop it in. It's a good day night movie. It's very romantic. And um, yeah, and you do get to hear a lot of Beatles songs, which is kind of half the reason I watched it. Just having Beatles songs in a movie gives it so much more quality. Exactly. Like, they're my favorite band of all time. I'm. Uh, I don't know if they're yours, but so like all only Kinda, that yeah. reason, only that reason for me was like enough to like at least sit down and watch it, uh, and like again, it's 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 like a it's like a good movie. Just don't go in expecting like wow wow a Danny Boyle like Beatles thing with Richard Curtis uh, writing it, like it it falls short, like but it's it's a good movie. First of all, to clear things up, the only reason I said kinda is because they're kind of tied with Queen. It's my favorite band, but that's a different subject. But as a movie that's on Netflix and that's like a new release with this fun 
concept that it utilizes really well and all this great music and two great leads who are Himesh Patel and Lily James. It's a great watch. And for me, at least, I would recommend it to whoever's surfing Netflix looking for something fun. Yeah, for sure. It's been in the top 10 since, uh, since, they, since they added it last week. I think maybe now it fell off for some new stuff. But yeah, definitely go watch it. Um, it's a good, it's like, it's perfect movie for like to just pop in like at a Friday night or something like when you're in the house and just pop it in and watch it. You'll have fun. By the way, Alan, what's your favorite Beatles song? Ooh, probably yesterday. <laughs> I know. Ooh. I know that's like it might be a cop out because it's a, literally the title of the movie, but I swear it's it is my probably my favorite Beatles song. Why she had to go? I don't know. She wouldn't say. I said something. Yesterday is definitely up there, but I also love a song that wasn't in the movie, which is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. They 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 referenced it once, but I don't think it was in the movie. And uh, I love that song too, but it's not in my top like five, I guess. There's too many great Beatles songs to rank them all. Yeah, there is. As I'm sitting here doing nothing but aging Still my Thank you guys for tuning in again to Film Fanatics, and thank you Arbel for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much Arbel, thank you Gal. Uh, this week was fun, we, t- we talked about some movie news, we reviewed the movie yesterday, and we also took a little trip back to the 90s with Arbel to talk about uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, and we had a lot of fun, honestly. Did you have fun, Gal? I had a blast. Amazing. So I see. we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us.